0: How you doing hey. this evening hey coach? All I'm right. doing pretty good man you doing okay
1: yeah, I'm doing really good 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 to uh good to be back back in action and uh talking about the Lord and talking about you and talking about me talking about life It's pretty
0: cool isn't it sometimes <laughs> sometimes it is man so I have some news actually. Are you ready for some news? I'm ready for some news. yes, how many emails we got to the podcast now? well, last time that we asked
1: that question or you asked that question, it was still at zero. So I'm gonna say one.
0: <laughs> okay, now that's the news. This is still zero. <laughs> still zero. So here's what here's what we're gonna do. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my, my pocketbook where my mouth is. So the first person that sends us an email to walk it out with us at gmail.com just drops a line, just says hey doesn't matter. The first person to do that. It needs to uh, say,
1: hey, wait a minute. It needs to say, hey, and then have some kind of comment that lets us know that they listen to more than just
0: the first two minutes. What do you think? All right. I think you're right on that. I think, I think we're going to throw something in on the end that says, yep, I spent the entire time. Maybe not even the end. We might even do it right in the middle. Just maybe oh. one word. So first person that does that, I'm going to, if they'll, in the email, send me their address or however they want it sent to them. We're gonna hook them up with an iron sharpened iron shirt, and uh, oh, I'm not trying to, man. I'm not trying to plug that that iron apparel or anything like that. We're not a paid sponsor. We don't know those guys, but man, the t-shirts are super comfortable, right? They are the best, the best. Take my no word for it. They really are. And so, um, when when I went to look at those shirts or whatever, I got to reading their story. Go check them out, Iron Apparel. Hopefully, you will like them. Yep, yeah, first person to send an email to walk it out with us at gml.com and gets the plug word from this episode. We're going to send you a shirt, uh, iron Sharpens iron. Make sure to include the address you want the shirt mailed to and the size that you would like that shirt to be. So uh tonight, before we before we dive into to anything, let's go ahead and let's get started in prayer. Would you start us out with prayer tonight?
1: I'll do it. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to speak for you and to speak concerning your word. We'll just thank you for the opportunity to be. Uh, we thank you for our lives and we thank you for each breath. And So tonight as we discuss things that concern uh, our walk with you, help us to keep that fruitful, help us to keep it holy, and uh, God uh, continue to bless us as you already have. And anyone who's listening, I pray a blessing upon their lives as well. And thank you for our listeners. Uh, We are very thankful for those who have taken the time to hear what we have to say. And so, uh, God, God, guide our lips as we speak for you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Tonight should be a pretty fresh topic for you. I think you preached on it a couple weeks ago. I want to get into Psalm 139. Just the overview of this psalm is talking about God being everywhere and knowing everything. And so the words they use for that is omnipresent and omniscient talk about God being everywhere and knowing everything it's kind of a hard concept to, to think of when you think of he is the god of everybody but he's also my personal god meaning he goes with me everywhere he knows everything about me uh, whether it's spoken whether it's done whether it's thought he knows all of that and he knows the same for you and for for everybody else and so that's a pretty tough concept i think for our minds to to think about but i think the psalmist does a really good job here of describing the lens in which God sees us and knows us. And so another word for lens is filter. And that is the uh, that's the title of tonight's podcast, F word. Yeah, obviously it's going to be a little catchy. And I mean, we could probably talk about that one too, but we're not going to. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about filter or lens. Because I mean, if we think about it, everywhere we look in society today, a lot of things are filter. I'm not necessarily saying that, that filters are a bad thing, but I think it's a result. Of us not really liking who we are, what we see when we see ourselves, not knowing really what other people see in us when they look at us. And so we feel we feel like this need to filter that down to something that's more appealing. But let's look at this. So Psalm 139, 13, for you created my innermost parts. And I'm reading out of the NASB. For you created my innermost parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. And my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my formless substance. And in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me. That's a lot to take in. But I think it really goes to show just how far back God knew us. He knew us, you know, we, we, we can talk about in other places in the Bible, he talks about, I knew you before I created you in your mother's womb. It goes back before that. Not only did he know us, but he knew who we were going to be. He knew how we were going to be. He knew what we were going to say and think and do. And he saw us through that without needing a filter, without needing a lens. And he saw and he, and he thought we were perfect. So what is it about us? And I'll, I'll give an example of myself in a minute. But what is it about us? What is it about people that we can't see ourselves the way God sees
1: we, us? Uh, we are finite beings and God is an infinite God like uh, you talk about frame of reference from time to time mm-hmm. and we have we don't have anything to compare God to i mean we we know that we were made in the image of God so we were made with certain characteristics that are desirable or maybe uh, certain characteristics of God but we do not have God's all knowing power we don't not, we don't have his you know being everywhere kind of uh power we don't have that but uh so we we're a finite being he's an infinite being so we we can't understand what that means that he knew us before we were that doesn't make sense and to unbelievers when you think about those who in in the I think in the scriptures it talks about I think it defines it as those who are spiritual uh it talks it says that those who are not spiritual do not understand the things of the spirit. And so uh, for those people that do not understand the things of the spirit, when when we mention that God in the Psalms here describes, you know, describes our being. And then he says that he knew us before we were in our mother's womb, basically. That is a concept that, that sounds ignorant, just to be honest with you to a, to someone who doesn't believe and doesn't understand things of faith. And so the first thing about being filtered, we, we filter things through our own perception, our own idea of reality, our own faith, our own experience. And so, you know, when I think about my filter, my filter is constantly changing. And so is yours, like our filters, our filters are formed and shaped over time. And as we grow closer to God and, and we become more and more like Him, I think we call that sanctification, you know, we begin to filter things in a different manner. And so, when you think about what the psalmist says here—that God knew us before we were it says here that He formed us, He formed our inward parts, He covered us in our mother's womb. You know, when you make that personal, when if you think about it, it brings it brings some it brings some joy really to me to know that I was thought about that I was on the heart of God before I ever was. And another thing that we struggle to understand as people being finite beings is the depth of God's love for us. And it wasn't that God chooses to save some and He chooses not to save others. That would take away free will. He just is so all-knowing that He knew who would. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It it, it makes me a little sad when I hear it because it means that some won't yeah there sure it is and here's my here's my filter. I cannot stand to cry. I hate it but in in that sermon you gave a couple weeks ago, you said we all have things about us that we don't like that we want to hide from from everybody else, and that's my thing that is the thing I hate the most about myself is I can't control that emotion, and sometimes it's joy, sometimes it's sadness, sometimes it's anger. <laughs> But it all seems to come out through tears, and I hate it, because as a society, we've developed this filter that says men don't do this. And I don't think it's fair to say that men don't cry, but we certainly don't do it publicly, right? I think, I think, I think all men cry, but I think you're going to find most men sitting in the driveway in their truck getting themselves together before they go into their family or uh, in bed alone when nobody else can, can be there for that. And I can't help it. Mine just comes out. It comes out in church. It comes out just in conversations. I wish I could. To think that God knew I was going to be that way. And he loved me. If God loves that about me, why don't I? So I think think society, as as a society, we put a lot of pressure on people for for the wrong things. And and that kind of brings us to like the filters of of today where it's all over social media and, and everything is filtered. And I'm not talking about just the pictures right? I'm talking about, and this is not a tax on social media. It's not, but I am saying we have to be careful when we look at social media because it becomes a comparison game. Like how does my filtered life compare to your filtered life? In all honesty, they're probably pretty similar. You just have better filters, (laughs) right? And to me, all that says when I see a lot of, I don't want to call it fake, okay, but it's misleading. I would call it misleading. When I see this, this misleading life or these, these filtered down lives where people get to show you everything that they want you to see and they portray themselves the way they want you to see them, uh, I think we lose a lot of value in the kinds of relationships we can have with others, especially when we start comparing. The thing about this verse that gets me the most is your eyes have seen my formless substance. That is the, the description there that, that takes, takes me prior to, you know, conception. God has seen me when I was nothing. And in, the, in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me. Not, so not only does God see, or not only did God see me before I was even, before I even existed, but he also knew what my purpose was. He had already written it down. All the days. That were ordained for me. That's a pretty deep, intimate connection with God that I think we overlook a lot. And so what do you think? How do you think we get to this point where we can start seeing ourselves as the way God sees us, as opposed to having to filter everything down for everybody else? Because in the, I mean, really in the end, does everybody else matter? Does it matter if you think I went here on vacation or I did this or I have this or you see what I'm saying? Right. And, it's not none of that's gonna matter. Uh, no. In first,
1: second, third John, uh, somewhere in one of those, I'd have to go back and look it up to be exactly accurate, but it talks about the spirit, talks about God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, all being one, and that just as uh the Son and the Father are one, you know, we're gonna be one with him. And when you think about when you think about the the verse there that says you saw my substance. You, saw, Your eyes saw my substance unformed. When you think about that, you think about, you have to go back to the reality that we were a spirit before we were a physical body and our spirit resided with the Lord's spirit because as the father and the son are one, so shall we be one. That means we were one in the beginning prior to conception and eventually, you know, we're placed on earth here now, but eventually we'll be back in spirit with him again. Uh and so that, you know, to to believe and to see that we were we were in the thoughts and the heart and the the mind of God before we were, I can't I'm a finite human being. I I I can't understand that completely. But but by faith I believe that God had me in his thoughts before I ever were. And so a couple things come from that. Number one, purpose. If I was in his thoughts and he created me, he created me for a purpose. And mm-hmm. I want to take a little bit of a left turn. And let's say that the the other F word is the, key, is the prize winner word for the Iron Apparel shirt. The other F word is fake. So somewhere in that email, you just need to put the other F word is fake and you will get a prize. Okay. But I do want to take a left turn and talk about transparent people, people mm-hmm. who are real. Now, I would say that you and I both agree, and most people that I know agree, they would much rather be associated with, hang out with, have a relationship with someone who is real than someone who is fake. And there, there's, some, there's some reasons why, I believe, and I, you know, I'm going to identify a couple. Number one is because real people are comfortable in their own skin. They're not trying to impress. They're not necessarily trying to win favor. They're not, they're not trying to do any of that. They're just being who they are. And one of the most powerful things that you and I can do is, is be who we were created to be. Now, some people are real and they are transparent in their flaws. Matter of fact, some people flaunt their sin and they flaunt their flaws. Now, that's one kind of transparency, and those people certainly are real, okay? But those folks don't understand the importance of and the power of living a life that's holy in front of God and in front of your fellow man. Uh, uh-huh. It's a powerful thing. And so that's a completely another message. But if you think about it, you and I both really like folks who are real. Like, I would rather be around a cussing, fussing, I ain't going to say fool, It's not a good word. Someone who's just, you know, but they are real than I would to be around some, someone who is, you know, the other F word fake.
0: Sure. Uh, and I, I, I like the turn you took with it. So in transparency, like I can be that way with you. Right. I, I, I don't flaunt my sin, but I can go to you and I can say like, Hey man, uh, last night I didn't do so well. I used to do that all the time. <laughs> Like five yeah. days a week, how often does that happen now? No, uh maybe once every two weeks. Okay. So okay. where it might have been and that this is important to the walk. This is important to walking it out. You do have to have somebody you can be real with that you can go to with and it and them not and them understand he's not flaunting his sin. He he's being transparent with his flaws. Mm-hmm. Or she's being transparent with her flaws. And here's how people important are- in this walk, but you have to draw a line. Right. You did. you do. tell 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 them about that line. Yeah,
1: you you do have to draw a line because and here's the deal. Uh before I tell about the line, you you also have to understand that those flaws are a uh, symptom or a uh, a product of you being who you are mixed with the world, the flesh and the enemy and their influence on you and sometimes those flaws come out because of that influence but God gave you certain characteristics like when you think about crying so God gave you that in my opinion people who are criers are emotional people it means they feel real emotion those people are also the most genuine worshipers because they they sense and feel the spirit in such a way that their tears are, are brought on by the spirit and then they lead in worship, you know, and I'm not just talking about like music leaders in worship. I'm talking about people who are genuinely in a conversation and the, and the spirit of God is invited in. And then all of a sudden it's real. And so that's a good thing. Uh, And you just have to be able to determine and distinguish between the two. Uh, As far as drawing the line, what are you referring to exactly? You
0: explain that to me a little more then I'll talk about it. Well, I'm saying you can't just, there, there's an accountability piece in there, right? I couldn't just come to you every day and be like, "Hey, man, I had a bad night last night," and your response can't be always, "Ah, Dave, God loves you anyway." Ah, Dave, you've been here before. Sometimes you got to be like, "Hey, Dave, you no, know, maybe it's time you do something different," or, uh not just that you've actually you've actually received word from God that just basically said like you can keep doing whatever it is you want to do but you are not going to move into the next chapter of your life with some of the things you're holding on to now that
1: is yes. drawing a line
0: that is drawing yes. a line in in a in a spirit-led gentle way that doesn't say dave god loves you anyways i already know that and but sometimes we do need to be reminded but it doesn't always have to come out like that. You have to draw a line to this point where you where you have to hold your brother or sister accountable and say, "Hey, I hear you. I love you. God loves you." I'll but. say it. I'll <laughs> say it in a. Uh, I'll give a
1: coaching, uh, a coaching story or two, and and I'll I'll, I'll say it in a different way. It's kind of like when you see the, uh, you know, I've had players play for me and they would shoot a lot of shots. Okay. Uh, For those of you who are listening, I coached basketball for 23 years, but some of my players like to shoot shots. Well, their parents are in the stands. As they're missing those shots, their parents are in the stands, and they don't even have to say it. The kids have already heard it. It's okay. Shoot the next one. Don't worry about the miss. Just keep shooting. Shoot the next one. Shoot the next one. And if a kid is not a great shooter, and he or she just continues to shoot and shoot and shoot because he or she thinks that things are going to change and it's eventually going to go in. Well, it's not. When you chart their shots over a season, you get a percentage that's an actual factual number. And if that player shoots 40% from the field, okay, overall, 40%. That's no, let's don't let's not use 40. That's too misleading. Let's use that player shoots 15%. Okay. Over a period of time, you only get so you only get so many shots in a game and if you if you rely on a fifteen percent shot all the time, it means it goes in fifteen percent of the time, then you're gonna get beat okay in the game of basketball so here's basically what that means If I'm your accountability partner and every time you mess up, I say, "Hey man, cool, no problem uh try again tomorrow." but I never add to that Here's where this leads. I'm I'm certain that you're not going to get to the next next phase, you know next step in your life, if you remain in the habit you're in. And here's what that means: it means as a coach, I've got to stop in practice when I see that shot from that player, and I have to say, "Ho, oh, let, let's talk about as a team the the selection of shots that we're taking." And then I ask them, "Do you want to succeed?" And they say, "Yes." Do you want to win? Yes. Do you want to win a championship? Yes you want to win, you know, the state championship? And they're all going to say yes. Then I have to say, okay, you have to stop this behavior because this behavior will not lead you to the promised land. It's, and it's not a pipe dream. It's not like I'm gambling. No, you're, you're basing it on data. And if you go to the scriptures, you can find enough data in here that tells you what types of people will not inherit the kingdom of God okay so listeners i would i would encourage you to go to the scriptures and look for that part of the verse these people will not inherit the kingdom of god and i want you to look that up and see what it says and see if you fit into any of those categories and sometimes i do but when you find yourself habitually fitting into one of those categories then you are living a lifestyle that's contrary to the word of god now none of us are ever going to live up to the word that's why Jesus came, and, and grace is bigger, and grace is greater, and and God covers all that when we accept him, but as far as quality of life here, there are certain things that an accountability partner like you need to say to me that I need to hear, and it might hurt my feelings, but at the at the end of the day, I know you love me. I know you care, but I also know that I need you to speak to the most delicate pieces of my heart. Does that
0: make sense? it's fragile and, it, and it's a fragile line too because you don't like you're right i do love you and i know you love me uh and and it's that general gentle spirit general correction by the spirit that um that's that's where the love is in it but there's still correction it's just like correcting your your children too i'm sure like i'm sure that doesn't always feel the greatest right i don't i don't know i can't speak to that but i'm sure it probably doesn't always feel great to have to correct your child or even provide punishment
1: you do and you know when they brought when the pharisees brought the lady who was caught in adultery to jesus and they said uh you know scriptures say to to stone anyone caught in adultery and jesus says you who are without sin cast the first stone do you remember that that scripture mm-hmm. okay in that scripture at the end when he says you who are without sin cast the first stone they all left the oldest to the youngest, and it was just the lady and Jesus left and you know what he told her and he it's said, exactly say no more' Go and say no more he, but before that he says, "Where are your accusers and she said there are there are none and he says neither do I condemn you but then he said, and basically neither I, do I condemn you says this hey, it's okay, you know you, you messed up, but it's okay." But then he says, go and sin no more, which means, hey, Dave, you can't continue this and go to the next step in your relationship with God or relationship with your fellow man, you know. And so Jesus gave us that example in scripture. And I'm so thankful for that because we don't have to figure it out on our own. His His word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And I'm I'm very, very, very thankful for God's word.
0: I am I am too. And just thinking about filters, uh, you know, when we think about those things, especially with photography, a lot of that has to do with light. And so if we're placing, you know, kind of what you just said, he's, he's a lamp to our feet. We put certain filters on our own lives. We keep that light from, from even being able to see that light or we dim that light. So I, just, I think we need to be careful with, uh, with the way that we, we filter things, but also the way that we, uh, filter the way that we think God sees us, because it is it is much different than I think. Sometimes I feel, and it's good to go back to the Word. I'm thankful for it as well. It's good to be able to go back to the Word, and and hear some of these things about why God thinks of me when I'm not thinking too highly of myself. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm thankful for it too. And I'm, I'm th- I, we say it a lot, but I'm I'm thankful for each other. I'm thankful we have this uh, this friendship to where we can we can go on this walk with God, and it's it's a good walk. It's a great walk. All right, so we're not going to repeat the code word at the end in case somebody just skipped right to the end and said, "I'm going to get that code word." So, <laughs> if you got the code word and you got the email, be sure to uh, shoot us an email. To let us know what your shirt size is that you want. And it's um, it's
1: and no it it's it. no cheap. I'm sorry, Dave. The address to send it to. It's no cheap shirt either. Iron apparel. Iron Iron
0: apparel is nice stuff real nice stuff yeah yeah i love mine i love mine it's super comfortable it fits good too like you just, you put it on you feel good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just me so walk it out with us at com. somebody shoot us one i'm gonna close this out in prayer tonight and uh, coach i just want to thank you again for joining me excited to hopefully help somebody with this but i, I appreciate you getting on with me tonight and talking about digging into god's word and, and talking about some of the things that you know we we have to go through in this walk. So, thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to have a brother, Lord, and thank you for the opportunity to serve you by sharing this experience, uh, sharing your Word with people who might not otherwise hear it. God, we you ask your blessings upon this. And if there's anybody out there that that doesn't know you that that hears this walk and and says, you know what, I'd, I'd like to find somebody to walk that out with. God, I, I pray that you provide because I know that you are a God of provision. Lord, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.